0: Park closures, park closures, park closures. You've got the latest details and what you can do if you've been affected. That and more, all on today's Park Hop. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of The Great Park Hop. My name is Julian James and to my right, as always, the man, the myth, the legend, Henry Hall. YOLO!
1: They still say that, right?
0: Each week we get together to discuss (laughs) the latest and greatest theme park news happenings and burning topics from the lands of Disney, Universal, and beyond. Before launching into things, we'd like to note that Henry works at the Walt Disney Company. As always, though, his opinions are fully his own. Henry, how you doing, man? What a crazy week we got. Yeah, I mean, I've been doing okay. (laughs) You, uh, I think the first thing that... I texted you as soon as all of this news of these park closures happening, um, was like, man, you really just nailed it. You got it right under the wire right there. Cause you were just there last week. Yeah. Yeah. It was, uh,
1: just after you text me, uh, my sister texted me and the same news and, uh, yeah, we just barely got in and out in time. So, uh,
0: yeah. Timing. Good times, man. For once it all worked out for you. Oh yeah. For once. So uh, there's obviously been a little bit of other news other than the fact that all Disney parks and general attractions are closed around the world. That is obviously the big news story, and that's what we're going to dedicate most of our time uh, on this episode with. But there was one very brief and quick announcement that – Disneyland had had before all of this insanity started, which I did want to just briefly touch on. And maybe next week we can go a little bit more in depth with all of the specific details that they talked about, because it is really cool. It's just that, man, all of the oxygen of this announcement completely got sucked out um, as soon as uh, news of all these closures <laughs> happened. But um, Avengers Campus was finally announced at Disney California Adventure will be opening on July 18th, assuming that the park will be open by then, of course. Yeah. Um, the the there was a few kind of major uh, parts of this. But the big ones were that we finally have a name for that Spider-Man ride uh, that we've been referring to as the Spider-Man ride for so long. It is Web Slingers, in all caps, a Spider-Man adventure. Uh, And it is being described as a seamless blend of 3D and new interface that will allow you to sling webs alongside Spider-Man. So seems cool, right? Fantasy fulfillment. Yeah. Uh, I'm really interested
1: in how it compares to the old universal, uh, islands of adventure Spider-Man ride.
0: Mm, yeah. I've heard that it is, I mean, it's, in, it sounds like the rumor that's going around is that it's really focused around more of kind of like a toy story midway mania uh, experience. Um, but I guess we'll see should be, should be really interesting. That would be really awesome though. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally, totally. Um, I'm all about that. I mean, it's it's a very popular attraction here and in other parts of the world, so yeah. uh, that makes sense. Um, we also have news about a uh, a kind of Spider-Man themed gift shop. It's probably going to be the, the kind of exit gift shop that they have for uh, Web Slingers, but it's called Web Supplier Store. Um, and it is uh, the main kind of piece that they were talking about with this in addition to just kind of general Marvel and Spider-Man merch that they have. They talked about the fact that you can actually cut, purchase and customize your own little Spider-Bot, which is, I guess a, a, a big aspect of the Web Slinger's ride or that these Spider-Bots get loose, but you can have your own and customize it much in the way of kind of how droids in Galaxy's Edge are customizable. Yeah. So you can, um, I don't know if they're going to, if it's going to be like their personalities, but one of the aspects that they also called out was that um, you'll be able to customize kind of the shell or maybe the visual aspects of it to kind of model after your favorite marvel superhero so like maybe it will have like a captain america skin or a black panther skin or a black widow skin or whatever so
1: it sounds like they're doing a build your own spider spider droid
0: i mean that it it is a very cool aspect of galaxy's edge so you have uh if you have that already built into the narrative of your ride why not make it available for purchase i mean they look cool will the question that i have is will there be a bunch of little spider bots that are remote controlled uh, by fans and, and guests kind of all crawling around Avengers Campus and Disney California Adventure after this opens? I'm sure they'll
1: have like little areas like uh, they do in Galaxy's Edge where they put out a mat where you can play with your, dro- your little spider droid.
0: Yeah, it will. It will. There's aspects of the land that we'll be, you'll be able to interact with or that your little spider bot will react to. Cool, should be good. Um, and then, last but certainly not least, uh, they did a quick little preview uh, with a bunch of pictures, even around some of the food that'll be available at the Pims Test Kitchen. Uh, it is, of course, all focused around um, kind of Ant Man and the Wasp, and that it's it's a lot of big, massive items, or they kind of do little visual tricks to make a, um, a smaller item appear really big. So, one of the, for instance, like one of the um, examples that they had was a it was like a chicken, fried chicken sandwich, but it had been kind of pounded out almost like a schnitzel and then fried so that it was this kind of flat, large kind of disc of chicken, but then served on top of um served on a slider bun. So it was like a tiny bun with a huge piece of fried chicken on it. Um the other, the other example that they had was with a Uh, You know, they had like a giant pretzel with a whatever they call that, like a pim particle disc or whatever that is. I forget what it was called in the movie, but kind of lodged in. So they probably just bake it with that in it. Mm -hmm. Um, And then they also had a was like an impossible meatball. So like a meatless meatball with uh, pasta shells that were a few different sizes. But then they served it in this like really giant metal ladle. So it looked like it was this kind of, um, uh, shrunken down uh little portion, even though it was a normal portion. So mm-hmm. a lot of little visual tricks, which, um, the chefs will cook up. Let's hope it tastes good. That, sure. That's the big thing, right? <laughs> I mean, as, as long as they're going to deliver the, the food in Galaxy's Edge, as we'll talk about at some point in the, in the near future is kind of a mixed bag, but if they can deliver on it the way that they delivered on the Ronto wrap. I'd be, I'd be pretty happy.
1: Yeah. It was interesting because during the, uh, Food and Wine Festival at California Adventure, they were definitely uh, going kind of, you could see them putting an effort for the impossible meat. I guess it's okay. I think I just, just give me meat, but.
0: uh, I mean, as a meat eater, sure. If you're not a meat eater or you just want that kind of meat flavor, then, I mean, it's a cool option to have. Yeah, it's cool. I just don't know what it is, so I don't know how it's going to affect
1: me. Oh, fair enough. Like you Know his dietary needs and whatnot, so it's
0: gonna make you gassy, right?
1: Uh, I don't know if that's necessarily what it would do.
0: No, I mean, I'm more concerned about that. gassy hall, that's what they used to call you, right? More blood sugar. Oh, well, blood fair sugar. enough. Way <laughs> to bring the joke down, Henry. Way to kill the joke, dude. Oh, well, like I said, we'll talk a little bit more about that and some of the other fun stuff, uh, from um, that's coming up at the Disney parks, but for the time being, as we alluded to. Uh, all Disney parks around the world and Disney experiences around the world, for the most part, are closed and have been shut because of coronavirus containment. Pretty insane. Whoever thought that that would be a statement you could ever make?
1: Yeah, because, I mean, this is what the only the what fourth time that uh, Disneyland is actually shut
0: down. Fourth time that it's been shut down. First time that it's been shut down for multiple days. Yes. So we've had a couple of examples when JFK was assassinated, uh, various different historical events uh, right after 9-11, I think, as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but usually it's just a day, a single day that it's shut down and then it comes back. Um, we'll we'll talk about the, very, the various specifics, but at this point, we have no idea how long any of these experiences uh, or parks or anything is going to be shut down and when it's going to be back up. So everyone's in the dark. Um, it is, a like like I said, it is such a strange time right now to be a Disney Parks fan. And of course, uh, it should be said at the top of all of this. It was the right call to make because uh, it's it's pretty crazy when you think about thousands of people being crammed into a small location and all touching the same kind of things. And, you know, everyone's on vacation, so everyone's a little more carefree. And it was, like I said, matter of time, but it is definitely the right call because you can imagine if um, if any if any uh, direct link between uh, getting the coronavirus and the Disney park were to happen, it would be a major issue. Oh yeah, and uh, also to mention, it's not just the parks,
1: but it's also the the hotels, which uh, I think is an interesting
0: thing too, because uh, you know there's people actually stay in there and whatnot, so. Well, let's get into that. That's a good, that's a good point, uh, and that's a good segue. So let's, first of all, talk about how we got to where we are today, because it has been this kind of slow slide, uh, and then within the last 48 hours, it was just, I mean, the big dominoes fell. Um, so we began the month of March with all of Disney and Universal Parks in Asia closed, Shanghai and Hong Kong closed their parks in late January with the TBD opening time frame. Tokyo followed suit a month later in late February and provided a reopening date initially of March 15th. A couple of days later, the country of France banned large gatherings of 5,000 people in a confined space, putting Disneyland Paris at risk for closure. We then have a state of emergency that was declared in both California and Florida as the first cases of coronavirus were confirmed. And in response, the U.S. parks announced that the parks at that point were gonna be open, Disneyland uh, and Disney World, along with Universal and the various other U.S. parks, uh, that everybody was gonna remain open and keep an eye on you know, the CDC notifications and local, um, local advice and that they were going to clean everything. They were going to have a much more rigorous cleaning uh, methodology used um, for uh, everything around the park, and that they were going to install specifically Disneyland and Disney World hand sanitization and mobile hand-washing stations. Um, We then got a very brief ray of sunshine with news that the Shanghai Disneyland Hotel, uh, Disney Town, which is Shanghai's version of Downtown Disney or Disney Springs, And Wishing Star Park, which is their kind of communal park area that they have, would be resuming limited operations on March 9th. The joy of that was quickly halted with news that multiple Disneyland Paris cast members uh, tested positive for coronavirus. Parks still remained open, but announced that they would be limiting park capacity and suspending all outdoor shows and parades. Tokyo Disney then announced both that they were pushing back their closures through early April and that new fantasy land, of which included that amazing looking Beauty and the Beast attraction that we've seen those videos of, that would be postponed by a month to mid-May. So that brings us to 48 hours ago, already looking pretty rough and looking inevitable that uh, where we were at at that point was not going to be the last, that we were the last park closures and the last of, of this coronavirus spreading. So 48 hours ago, things started early with Tokyo Disney updating their operations calendar to show that the parks were undecided through September. They're still holding to their target date of early April for reopening, but nothing's, nothing's in the plans. The next big domino to drop was that the Disneyland Resort in California then announced that their park was going to close through at least to the end of the month. Universal Studios, Hollywood, Six Flags Magic Mountain, and Knott's Berry Farm, which are all in that Los Angeles area, made similar announcements of their parks closing. That same day, later, the Walt Disney Family Museum confirmed that one of their employees had tested positive for coronavirus, and they would be closing until at least March 20th. And only hours after that, Disneyland Paris, Disney World, Disney Cruise Line, Universal Orlando, and virtually all other major theme parks around the country, announced that they would be suspending operations for at least the remainder of the month. There are a few exceptions that were mentioned in the Disney and Orlando press releases, specifically for Disney World, the resorts and Disney Springs will remain open during this time. For Disneyland, downtown Disney will remain open with adjusted hours. And for Universal, Universal CityWalk and Orlando resorts will remain open. Oof, man. So that was, that was a, a, a matter of weeks. And then like, like we just went over the last 48 hours were just big hits after hit after hit.
1: Yeah. It's, it's uh it's a rough time. I mean, not just being a Disney fan, but also being uh, a cast member or employee of these parks, because at least uh, Disney did come out and say they are going to pay their cast members during this time. But I don't know about the other parks, uh, and, and, you know, uh, you know, what is going to happen with, uh, you know, during this time, you know, people are gonna, are looking at some thin times for, uh, pay wise. Uh, but then, I mean, other than like worrying about getting, uh, you know,
0: a virus getting sick. Yeah, Yeah. I mean, that was, I know, I mean, as much as, as much as a guest, uh, you know, you worry about your Disney experience, especially if you're somebody that has been saving up and has, you know, purchased, uh, spent a mass amount of money on visiting one of the uh, one of the Disney parks. Um, it's hard not to immediately just think of your situation and be really pissed off and frustrated because it is totally frustrating. And I mean, the reality is and and this was, you know, all of this news because it happened so fast and it was it was such a big announcement. It happened right when the NBA was was pulling out of their season, MLB was delaying their season. I mean, uh, you know, everybody was reporting on Disneyland and Disney World and Cruise Line um, all shutting down because really, I mean, it really was the example that that everyone was pointing to when it was when. The point was being made that our our day-to-day life has been fully disrupted at this point. Like, oh, yeah. like, you know, it is not business as usual, which I think a lot of people were hoping for. It seemed like that was the direction that Disney was hoping for. Um, but, you know, just at least from an outward-facing position, as soon as that call was made, hey, we're shutting down. We don't know when we're going to open. We hope it's this time frame. could go longer. We're not sure. Um, that was kind of like the big <laughs> exclamation point that was like, you know, where things are not normal. They're no longer where they were and made even more evident by the point that we you were making earlier of, you know, this is one of a few times that Disney is shut down during major historical events uh, and the longest closures that they've ever had.
1: Yeah. And then uh, and then now you have people whose lives are being affected because they had plans to travel. I mean, I have a coworker who she had a a wedding uh, reception, all and all that stuff planned in Japan. And uh, she had been planning it for quite some time and quite a while ago, like at the beginning of the month before all these park closures and everything, she had to cancel all that. And I'm not even sure, like, you know, I mean, it's, tough enough because you know all the planning that goes into that but then you have to think about the financial like how much of that money are you going to get back because that kind of stuff is really expensive now of course if you had a, a planned trip to the parks you know what does that
0: mean as far as like getting money back or how do you readjust good question And we have some of those details, or at least the details that Disney and some of the other various parks have talked about. Um, So uh, it should be noted before we even get into this, that each park has slight variances on their general policies. So if you're looking for Disneyland-specific info, it is best to go to the Disneyland website website. Um, And check those specifics to make sure that you fall into this. But we've provided the general uh, policy that's going around at all of these parks should also be noted um, the Asian parks right now leading the way with just basically offering refunds on all tickets, uh, which is pretty awesome. Um, also worth noting doesn't apply for third party bookings. I'll talk a little bit more about that when I talk about my specific situation, but if you did not book through a Disney direct channel, or you don't have, you didn't purchase a a, a specific Disney reservation, um, uh, you're going to have to look for whatever the third party website or agency that you went through to find out what that info is. But in general, vacation packages, and hotel bookings. If you did book those directly through Disney, you can call, they provide a number. Again, it's park specific. So look on the website for that. You can call for a refund. As you can imagine, those phone lines are slammed right now. Um, It seems like uh, from what I've read through Reddit and various different message boards, uh, it is a real pain in the ass to try to get through. It's constantly busy. Uh, you're on hold for hours and hours and hours only to get dropped. So um, it's definitely crazy, as you could imagine. But uh, they have been generous enough to basically allow you to still get a refund and not experience fees if you're just a no-show on your check-in date. And then Later on, you end up canceling or you call them to let them know that you were a no-show because you couldn't get through to the reservation line. Still definitely try to call. Mm-hmm. That's going to make it much easier. But if you want your money back and you aren't able to get through, you still have an option of following up at a later date and um, and getting that. This also includes all reservations through June 30th. So even if, uh, you know, right now, um, all of the Disney parks are saying that it's it's only till the end of the month, for now, that these that these park closures are happening, if you don't want to risk it, if you are in, you know, mid-May or if you're, you know, in early April and you're like, I just want I just want to be done with this and plan for a later time, um, they'll still grant you that. Uh, they'll still grant you that refund and or change uh, availability without fees. So definitely take advantage of that. If you are on the fence and you have the flexibility to make, you know, it work some time later, make the call now because it is going to be much harder once it gets pushed back and pushed back and pushed back and you wait on it. Yeah, it's always
1: best to like, you know, make your decisions as soon as possible. The more you wait, the harder it's going to be.
0: Uh, tickets are a little bit more complicated. So like we said, initially, the U.S. parks are uh, are not being quite as generous as, let's say, Tokyo Disney, which has said, if you have a ticket that falls within this range, contact us and we'll refund you. For the U.S. parks, for any date-specific tickets that are within the closure timeframe, they're going to allow you to use those through December 2020. So Oftentimes, if you have like a multi-day uh, or even just a single-day e-ticket, it'll give you a time frame that it's good for. Like for my ticket coming up, that's like April 26th through May 7th to start the. Mm. I think I have a seven-day ticket to start that seven-day clock. In my case, it will. I could use that anytime through December 2020, and that's going to be a valid ticket. If you're unable to use it by December, even though that ticket's technically expired the value of that ticket. So whatever you paid for it is still going to be valid towards the purchase of a new ticket for whatever your new time frame is. Okay. So Disneyland calls out that you would have to use it by January 12th, 2022. Disney World isn't as specific as that, but from personal experience, I've found that even if your ticket falls within an expired time frame, they're usually still pretty cool years and years and years after um, honoring whatever that value is. So, uh, of course it's up to the cast member's discretion. So it's totally possible that that might not happen if you get the wrong cast member, but in general, even if you can't make it by 2022, there's a very good, li- especially at Disneyland, there's a very good likelihood. They're still going to honor that, especially if you, uh, have a ticket that's affected by this. So again, call to confirm. I would still definitely call this, but, um, they're generally more often than not, they're pretty open to that. Um, and, uh, another note. So if you have a special event ticket, so like an extra magic morning, that's a paid kind of early morning access at Disney world or, um, one of their Disney villains after hours events, which is gonna happen during this time frame, yeah. uh, you should automatically get a refund. So it won't even necessarily require you to call. Um also with that, uh any prepaid restaurant reservation uh is automatically going to be refunded as well. So if you put money down for anything, you're gonna get that back. And then finally, uh both Disneyland and Disney World have sent out notifications to all annual pass holders. That um, your expiration date has been will be extended by however many days this closure lasts. So uh, it sounds like they're just going to tack it on to yeah. that. Yeah. So basically, like if your expiration
1: date was supposed to be in like you know, I don't know, like May, and then with this with the closure, it extends it into June, where you would experience a blackout. The Entire day. month is pretty much blacked yeah, out. Yeah. You you're not. I mean, you'll it'll extend until June but you're not really going to get much out of it just because you're not going to be able to go in. But at least I think it allows you to, uh, I think they do special things for you renewing
0: at that time. I think they give you like a discount or something. If yeah, you- it's, I mean, so again, always worth reiterating, uh, definitely check. If you have concerns, definitely check with um, whichever park you're concerned with or whatever your park of choice is. So it might be pretty difficult to get through to them now and and handle that. But, um, you know, at a later date, always worth following up either in person there, either at a ticket booth or go over to city hall, uh, or try to get someone over by phone. If, um, if you're really concerned about it, or if you have a specific issue that kind of falls between the lines of many of these policies, which always a possibility, So seems like it's kind of a bummer that they're not giving refunds. (laughs) That would be kind of the class act thing to do. I get that from their perspective, uh, it is definitely going to be pretty hurtful to have all of the parks around the world closed for, um, an unspecified amount of time. That's certainly going to take a major hit, uh, for their general finances, um, but I mean, at least they're being at least there is that general policy of of just the ticket value still being applicable for new tickets. That's always kind of the saving grace of most Disneyland ticket purchases. Is that if you don't use it, if it's an unused ticket, uh, that value is still good.
1: Oh yeah, and they and and they're very uh, accommodating, even when it seems like uh, they have like uh, some kind of. Uh, uh, written uh, policy on say the ticket saying that yeah this isn't going to be any good. Uh, I remember one time uh, on on my honeymoon at uh, at Disneyland we had bought tickets for the uh, the Halloween trick or treating right, and uh, if you get a physical ticket, it actually says on the ticket don't lose these tickets because if you lose them they can't be replaced. Well. We left, I had remembered everything except for our special event tickets, of course. And I was freaking out and uh, I just like, I, I can't believe. I was trying to figure out how I could drive back, <laughs> how I could get back home and oh. get them. I had my uh my stepmom go into our apartment and like uh find the tickets and like she was going to like take pictures of them and whatnot. We wound up just like my wife thankfully, she like just calm down. We went into the park, went to city hall and the, and the cast member just like, Oh sure. We just print out. I mean, do you have like a receipt for him? And I was like, sure. I have a receipt on my phone, showed it to him. He's like, all right, no problem. Just printed out new ones.
0: So uh, they're very accommodating. You just have to talk to somebody. Yeah. That reminds me something worth mentioning um, because it affects somebody like me, and I'm sure it affects plenty of other people. But if you purchased your ticket through um, a third-party seller like Undercover Tourist, for instance, uh, which sells great uh, discounted Disney tickets, I highly recommend them. But because you're basically issued a Disney e-ticket, you wouldn't necessarily need to go through Undercover Tourist for that. It's treated just as a normal ticket. So all of those standard kind of Disney e-ticket policies are still in place. So um, there were definitely a lot of people, as you can imagine, freaking out, uh, especially if they had a trip like immediately coming up uh, and trying to get through to undercover tourists. And they took them a while to kind of make an official statement. Um, But they eventually just came out and confirmed that it's, it's the same as any normal Disney ticket. That's good. If there was one thing I would say that that would have been better in terms of how this situation was handled from Disney's and various other places. It would be that it would have been nice to, especially since they knew at a certain point before announcing uh, that this was going to happen. If they had some language out earlier in terms of how it was going to affect everything, obviously it, it pales in comparison to the fact that they just needed to get those parks closed, but there were a couple of days in some cases Of chaos around those details, especially if you were somebody that was affected, and already everybody's in a panic because of you know coronavirus fears, and this just does not help. Everybody's already on edge, and so uh, you know it just triggers people even more. So that that would be a learning for Disney and undercover tourists. Just have that messaging out as soon as possible. Yeah, for sure. I I mean, they
1: should have had, uh, been thinking about this. Uh, I, I, I think they probably already were kind of considering it, but this stuff all happened like so fast, yep. so fast. Yep. Like it seemed like, you know, we're dealing with everything and then all of a sudden, bam, like everything is getting shut down. Uh, states are declaring uh, emergencies. Yep. So, uh so I remember, uh, for California, the governor did, uh, like, uh, like started to like, uh, ban like gatherings of like, I guess what?
0: 250.
1: 250. Yeah. Uh, and I remember though, he did say that, uh, I, I remember them saying that like Disney didn't have to, uh, abide by that. But I mean, that would be, <laughs> that's the place you needed the most
0: because yeah. you have, the most people coming in. Yeah. So um, it's like coming in and then going out to like any of these tourist places, right? Like you worry about, you worry about an infection starting at Disney world. And then because it's such a global tourist destination, people then going back home to wherever that is around the world and then taking it and spreading it there.
1: Plus, you also at uh, Disney is one of those places where you have people of all ages that visiting. So you have the very, very, very young and the very, very, very old. And those are the people who are definitely more at risk. So, yeah, they needed to close that as quick as possible. So, um, I mean, yes, in an ideal world, they would have had everything ready. But this did come pretty fast. It was, uh, mind blowing when they, uh, when like, you know, the sports
0: organizations started to, to postpone their seasons. I mean, it's just our way of life has been completely disrupted. Every aspect about it and anything, anything like that, you just better assume that it's going to be disrupted if it's occurring in the next one to two months. So, yeah, um, I mean, right now I have to go
1: find me some like top ramen at least so I can barter for some toilet paper.
0: Good luck with that. <laughs> yeah, man, it's uh, it's pretty wild out there. And for me too, I mean, so I have, as I announced a couple episodes ago, I have this Disney World trip planned for right now, the last week of April, first week of May. I have not canceled it yet, but i I would be very surprised if that happens. Who knows how long these parks are going to be canceled. And you would expect that after a few months, it's going to be pretty nasty for Disney if have multiple months of no parks no entertainment nothing like that uh coming in so
1: yeah because because they also pushed out their movies too they postponed uh, all
0: live action movies have have stopped and suspended uh filming everything is affected
1: yeah because i mean like mulan was supposed to release uh i guess they had the with the new mutants and what antler Which uh, was a horror movie or something that? Oh yeah. Yeah, I I'd never heard of it until they announced that it was uh, postponed the releasing of it. Yeah. Pushed out uh, the new Fast and Furious movies not only pushed out been uh, postponed but pushed
0: out till next year. I mean, I expect that's going to be the case more often than not. Is that you're going to see, especially with these Marvel movies, more announcements coming out about how they're going to get pushed out because if they can't they can't film. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> for, you know, weeks and weeks, if not months, it's, that's going to completely affect release date windows and oh, yeah. I mean, what a nightmare. But, uh, so, but again, I mean, even with all of this, it, it always feels really weird talking about specifics like that. And, and for me to talk about how weird it is and how difficult it is trying to decide, like, do I cancel or not? when it's just like, I'm glad I'm glad that they canceled when they did. I'm glad that they called off all of these parks and closed everything down uh, when they did. And they didn't wait until things got even worse, which they're going to get. You know, the more that they can do to kind of hammer that curve down, the better. And so, you know, if I miss my window, then I guess I miss my window and I'll have to figure out another time to go. I'll be disappointed, but I also A don't want just to echo what you were saying last episode it's like I don't, I don't want to go and risk either A getting infected or coming home and making you know my kid get infected or my wife get infected yeah. or anybody else get infected so luckily most of businesses like we were saying with Disney um, but also, you know, I book. I have my hotel booked through hotels.com. Uh, luckily, I can cancel that until like a day or two before I show up. Um, I have a flight booked through, I think I used the Chase Travel Portal because I used a combination of points and money, but uh, they've been pretty good about, because so I think that goes through Expedia, they've been pretty good and open about the fact that you'll be able to um, move your flights around if that's the case, so uh, so there's that as well. So, you know, fortunately, um, a lot of these companies are making it easy to change your plans, uh, if you are affected, unfortunately. So really on the disappointment side, it's mostly hitting on the fact that you had planned for something that's not going to happen and that it's minimizing the financial hit that you're taking from not being able to go, because unfortunately, most travel insurances won't cover this. I think pandemic is like one of the big exclusions that almost all of them make, unless you, uh, have a very specific, like cancel for any reason insurance, uh,
1: I think some credit cards have some some uh, like stuff, some kind of insurance on travel and whatnot. So
0: mine does. i uh, i'm I've gotten very familiar with it over the <laughs> years. Uh, and uh, I've figured out how to navigate most of the uh, the kind of complicated pathways that are required in order to push a uh, travel insurance claim through. I, I used them uh, and actually just recently got approved. Um, for when my Disneyland Paris trip was canceled because of uh, the strike that was going on oh, yeah. uh, there and so uh that's fine and luckily uh strikes are something that you can claim insurance for in this case like I said pandemic is something that they is an exclusion so mm. It's usually like there's nobody that they can get money from in that case. So it's just, it's a weird, it's a weird gray area and just kind of uh, a pit within most uh, travel insurance. But a lot of these travel companies have been making it so that you don't have to go through that route because that is, it's a nightmare anyway. uh, We'll see how that goes. If it's looking like, you know, April comes around and it's like, you know, early to mid April and uh, they announced that those everything's gonna continue to get pushed back for longer or they announced that it's opening and it's like I probably shouldn't go <laughs> mm. then I'm just not gonna go but uh for now I'm still I'm still planned I haven't canceled anything it's a wait and see
1: yeah I mean just because the park's open you should also gauge like uh where you're at uh can you afford to uh get sick yourself And or, you know, more importantly, can you afford like somebody else that you uh, you are associated with and interact with on a frequent uh, time, amount of time can afford to get sick themselves? So, like, I know that I'm not necessarily afraid of me getting sick, uh, but I'm afraid of getting other people sick.
0: What a crazy time it is.
1: Yeah, I mean uh, it's it's interesting, even just like going to work, because uh, in the area most of the companies are telling people to work from home. Unfortunately, I'm not one of those persons who can. Even though the company said, "Hey, work from home if you can," I can't. I don't have the the equipment to, so I have mm. to keep going in.
0: Are not giving you equipment to take home? Uh,
1: they've been. I guess they've been trying to, but mm. uh, you know, the company's always been.
0: Very apprehensive about giving the equipment. Oh yeah, we're we're maybe flying a little too close to the sun here, Henry. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> okay, I got you, man.
1: Well, I mean, I mean, it's we uh, remember back in the day when we were working on Battlefront. And oh yeah, we had the blackouts and everything. Yeah, oh yeah, and we we're like, well, we can't, we can't do any work. Uh, so it was like, go home, go home, go home, and none of the work was getting done. Finally, they were like, all right, you can take your console home i mean it was like come on it's it's a console yeah what are you gonna do you know but uh but they really balk at the idea of you know i, I can take home certain equipment but i really need a, a pc because my pc is
0: too old right well i mean it'll be it will certainly be an interesting couple of weeks if not months here while we uh uh, kind of continue to talk about Disney and, and events. We've got some fun stuff. Like I said, next week will be a little more of a, a lighthearted, kind of traditional episode where we maybe dig into, uh, into kind of our what ifs and, and kind of where we want future developments to kind of be focused around at Disney parks. Um, of course, we'll keep talking about news as it develops as well and reacting to it as we normally do. But, uh, like I said, it, it, it's going to be a wild few weeks here while it's just kind of everyone's in the dark and just waiting. It's a weird waiting game right now.
1: Well, I I mean, one of the things I do wonder is that if they take this time to like, you know, speed up, I mean, are they, I wonder if they're still going to do work in the parks. Like, uh, since they're renovating the Haunted Mansion or just work on uh,
0: Avengers Campus, if that's halted as well? My guess is, so, if if we're to use a new fantasy land in Tokyo Disneyland as an example, it is going to be affected. So, mm-hmm. they're delayed by a month. It's been a month that they've been closed. Uh, I imagine that, you know, it's, it is non-essential personnel probably not coming to work. <laughs> so you know, certainly security personnel and anybody else that's needed to be there will be there. I would be very surprised if Avengers Campus and some of these other um, areas of the park that are being worked on, or even like, you know, what's, we were talking about how Spaceship Earth at uh, Epcot is going to be closed in uh, late May. Um, it'll be interesting to see if they stick to that time frame as well. And if if everyone that was hoping to catch Spaceship Earth before it um, is gone for the next two two and a half years, uh, if they're going to get that opportunity, probably not. I would just be so surprised if if they stick to all those timelines. New mm-hmm. Fantasyland being delayed a month is is what I would point to. Yeah.
1: Well, let's hope let's hope things. Uh, I mean, you know, let's hope this goes away sooner rather than later. Uh, yeah. I guess we should uh, hope for the best, to plan for the worst, and. And keep tracking.
0: Yep. And just to echo your point, I mean, big ups to, you know, the Disney higher ups that decided that uh, all of the cast members will continue to get paid. It sounds like at least the college program suspended for now, which makes sense. But uh, a lot of those cast members are going to get paid. And hopefully it remains that way for as long as they're closed. And there's no kind of weirdness in terms of how that gets pushed through or, you know, hopefully it's just it's just straight normal pay for everything um, if that's the case, then I mean that is super awesome of the of uh, the Disney company to to be doing that, and um, you know hopefully almost all companies uh, can see it to, to within themselves to to have a similar policy. Yeah, I mean, unfortunately, I don't think
1: that is true for all all these uh, companies. This is really gonna really impact a lot of people's lives, not yep. just being sick, but
0: you know trying to maintain a normal life. You know, it sucks to be somebody that has um, a vacation planned out and paid for. And now you have to go through all the trouble of re kind of planning that and figuring it out and jumping through these hoops to reorganizing everything and maybe even losing some money in the process. That all sucks. But at the end of the day, you know there are still people that are um, that are on the hook, and that's cast members that are there each and every day. That you want to ensure that they're healthy and happy and able to do what they do without having to worry about getting sick and uh, getting their family members sick and whatnot. Um, and that extends just everywhere. So, like I said, it's it it is the right call to make, as frustrating as it is. So yes, well. That just about does it for today. Remember, you can catch The Great Park Hop each and every week on Apple Podcast, Spotify, Stitcher, or whatever your favorite podcast service just so happens to be. As always, if you like what you hear and want us to keep making content just like this, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast, leave us a review, or hit that like button. This has been The Great Park Hop, and here's looking forward to better and healthier days ahead filled with joy and plenty of Disney magic. Stay healthy, everybody. Catch you next week.